0: Ashley Shaw.
1: Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw. And I am sitting down today with Lisa Simone Richards. And this girl, oh my gosh, she is a PR expert and a visibility strategist for coaches who want to get more eyes on their business. And does she ever deliver? She gives on this podcast, she actually gives the lather, rinse, repeat formula for more visibility, which makes coaches more sales. And they go from invisible to in demand, getting interviewed uh, with top podcasts, partnering with big names in the industry and building their authority expert status. So she gives away just so many great tips that are going to make a huge difference in your business, whether you're a new coach or whether you're a seasoned coach. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I do sitting down with Lisa. You definitely should have a pen and paper handy because she gives so much away. Hey coach, I finally have something that I've been dreaming of providing for you. I know that you definitely didn't start this business because you really felt like pestering your friends and family and getting ghosted by everyone. Chasing people down or having to follow up with them is definitely hard work. And it can feel so awkward and uncomfortable for everyone involved. But your upline probably told you that this is what successful people do. And they didn't mention to you that unless you're this superstar salesperson right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that old school way. 99% of coaches quit because they suddenly declare themselves this expert online and then go back and ask everyone who knew them to just start buying from them when they just started working out last week. And this problem applies to all network marketers, not just coaches, but the 1% that actually succeed have made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. And it's just something that nobody really talks about. It's all about taking some simple steps to position yourself as an influencer first so soon, instead of asking people to talk to you, you'll attract ideal customers who are already excited to learn from you and buy from you. They'll know exactly what you're about and how you can help them. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash F your to learn more and see exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down and make them talk to you in order to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called F What Your Upline Said and get an entirely different approach that will feel much more organic and authentic. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline. I'm so excited for you to start implementing these four simple changes in your business and see how it absolutely transforms how you feel about your business and the results that you're able to get. Okay, awesome. Lisa, thank you so much for being here today on Social Selling Simplified. I want to dive in, and can you just talk a little bit about how you got started in the PR space? Like, obviously, a very interesting space to be in, and I'm really interested to hear how you ended up there.
2: Okay, so I'll take you really briefly through two, like, significant moments of my life that helped me get into the industry I'm in now. The first one, I must have been somewhere around 11-ish years old, and I had a subscription to Teen People magazine. And I remember reading the magazine and there was a letters to the editor section and thinking, how cool is it that I could write a letter and it would end up showing up in print? So I was in Brownies and Girl Guides. I knew how to write up an envelope. I knew where mom kept the stamps. And I wrote a letter to the editor, and lo and behold, three or four months later, the issue came in the mail with Jonathan Taylor Thomas on the cover from Home Improvement. Uh, If I remember correctly, he was in a red shirt with a blue background. Um, Anyways, I opened up, thank goodness that issue, because he was my crush, Um, and I saw my letter to the editor, and I saw my name in print, and I just thought that is the coolest thing ever, and that was the first thing that really got me into media. Um, Fast forward to my first year of university at Western London, Ontario, for any other Ontario listening to this. In my first year, I went to lunch with a girl who was in fourth year and she was about to graduate. And she was telling me how she was going to go to Humber College just in Toronto, Ontario um, to study PR. And this is around like 1990, no, 2002 specifically. So sex in the city is in its heyday. Samantha Jones is doing the PR thing, making it look super sexy and cool, the parties, the fashion. I was all on board with that. So from first year, I knew that PR was my thing. Um, I spent my time at university doing a bunch of communications roles, whether it was for my sorority, for student council, or for the um, fundraising fashion show. And I learned all about the industry that way. I would skip school for a few weeks at a time to come home and volunteer at Fashion Week. And when I moved back to Toronto after school, I was interning at a Fashion Magazine, living that Devil Wears Prada life and working with beauty companies. So after I finished uh, working in the fashion beauty industry, I moved into agency where I got to work on huge name clients like Staples, Virgin Mobile, Crayola, and stayed there for a few years. And what really brought me into my own was when I started working with a women's only bootcamp company. Over the course of four years, I was handling both local and national PR for the brand. We went from 30 locations in Ontario to over 100 across Canada, 400,000 a year to over 4 million a year. And what was really cool was seeing the impact that Visibility was able to make for these companies. Mm -hmm. So now in this digital online space, you know, kind of thing, 2015 forward, I was seeing so many entrepreneurs, online business owners, coaches, fitness business owners, health coaches with Mm -hmm. such a special talent, walking away from their nine to fives to do something they were passionate about, start their own boutique gym, start a coaching practice. And even though they were fantastic at what they did, they didn't know how to market it and get the word out there. So what would always crush me is seeing people who are amazing with what they did, but they didn't know how to get word about. So their business didn't survive. So I wanted to take an opportunity to take, okay, here are these skills that are reserved for multi-million dollar brands that the little guy, quote unquote, thinks that they can't have access to and share it with them so they can learn how to get free exposure too. So that's kind of like the fast forward on how we got here and how we help people the way we do now.
1: Wow, that's awesome. I know, like, I've definitely fallen into that trap before of thinking like, yeah, there's just no room for, you know, me at the table, unless there's, you get to a certain point in your business, and then it's like time to open up the wallet and, and participate. So can you explain, like, what is your philosophy on when you need to become visible and like, obviously, that might be a loaded question. But w- what are your thoughts on that? And how would you explain that to coaches that are kind of pondering this in their minds?
2: Sure. So I think if people probably fall into one of three camps, you're probably brand new, or you might be brand new, and you're starting your business, and you're enrolling your first clients. But you might be thinking, well, I'm, I've been doing this for like a few months, who am I to put my name out there or talk mm-hmm. anything about it? No, that's fantastic. You're in the perfect stage because if you've just started this business and gotten into this field, you know, the latest technology, the cutting edge stories or theories that you should be putting into practice. You have a fresh perspective. Um, maybe you've been doing it for a little while and now you're starting to feel like you want to grow your name and get your name out there, but it might feel intimidating to get yourself again out there. Who are you to be putting your name out? Or maybe on the other end, you're super seasoned, you're an expert and you've been doing this for a while. And now you think about, you know what, those mentors that I've looked up to, I want my name to be said in those sentences. I want to speak on the same stages, no matter what stage you're in, whether you're brand new middle of the road or an expert, there is like absolutely a reason for you to get visibility. Even when I think about having launched my online business and my first course in 2016, I developed my first course called Make Media Friends. I gave my entire tax return to a branding marketing specialist. She did a beautiful website course, design, branding, everything. And I launched it. And guess who bought it? Absolutely nobody because I wasn't getting in front of buyers. So um, I think one thing that we all really need to keep in mind is we need to get exposure to the right clients. They need to know who we are to be able to buy from us. So regardless... Visibility is something that really gets
1: to be on every single person's radar. For sure. And so where do you start? Like, what is the path to starting to become more visible? Yeah.
2: Okay. So when it comes to being more visible, my core philosophy is I want you to leverage other people's platforms. Who is mm-hmm. somebody out there who has a group of your ideal clients hanging out? And how can you get to know who the gatekeeper is, as, they, as I call it, the person who has access to that platform? And then how can you come in and add value? So there are a lot of different ways to do it. I think maybe I'll try and distill it into three, that I call the ladder of uh, publicity. So I think about this in terms of, you know, if you're a little bit shy and nervous to put yourself out there and you have that inner perfectionist versus you're working on your messaging, getting out there more versus being super cool with being in front of a bunch of people. So in terms of how to start getting yourself out there, I encourage my clients to have what I call a healthy media mix. And what I mean by that is when people are consuming content, there's typically one of three ways that they're going to prefer to consume it. They're either reading it like on a website, they're listening to it, like on this podcast, or they're watching it on YouTube. Chances are people are doing all three, but they probably have a preferred way that they lean into. So no matter how your ideal client likes to consume information, I want you to be able to get in front of them that way. So maybe you're starting with a form of written content. I find written content is really good if you're just getting started, you have that perfectionist that wants to do it just right. Um, so examples of written content could include guest blog posts, writing a blog on somebody else's blog, not your own, because you want access to their audience. Maybe you're going to write for an external website that can link back to your own. Um, Maybe you're writing an article for a newspaper magazine, whether that's print or digital. So um, the reason I like written content to get started with is because you can write it and then you can come back and edit it. You can share it with somebody else to see what they think. Like that perfectionist gets to have an opportunity. And it's not so much you're putting your face out there. It doesn't feel that personal and intimidating per se. Mm -hmm. So I love to start with written content. It's also great for Google ability because chances are before your client decides to work with you, they're going to do a search on your name. And how powerful is it to show up on a website that's not your own? When you're showing up in different places that says, hey, that person really is an authority. Look at all the places they're being invited to share their content. So um, some example we already mentioned two examples. So writing for websites, blog posts, um, a tip that I love to share with people. If you're getting started with this, go on to Google and type in quotation marks, write for us, W-R-I-T-E, for us, and then your industry, Right for us, fitness, right for us, nutrition, right for us, paleo, right for us, prenatal exercise, whatever it might be. And the results that are going to come up are different websites looking for content from experts like you. Now, chances are, it's not going to be the biggest, most sexy name, like Forbes.com or something like that. Mm -hmm. But what it is, is a stepping stone for you to begin, begin putting yourself out there, getting comfortable, and then increasing your Google ability. So that's the first level written content. Um, mm-hmm. The second level up on the ladder of publicity is audio content. So that could be being on a podcast like this one. It could be doing a room on clubhouse. Maybe if you have a bricks and mortar business and you rely on foot traffic, that could be being on your local radio station. So I suggest this one next because you're not necessarily on camera. A lot of the time you're just having a conversation, which is something I know you already know how to do. So even if you're building your confidence to put yourself out there, you know how to talk to somebody. And it's a great way to hone in on that messaging and just talk about what you're already good at. So podcasts, clubhouse, radio, those are all examples of audio content. Um, I will say as um, just a little like note for the listeners podcasts are typically my number one client acquisition strategy and same for my clients as well. So how powerful mm-hmm. to be on podcasts on the regular. Hey, Ashley, thanks for having me here today. Um, and this <laughs> is an example of what we're talking about, literally. Um, by yeah. extension of the fact that your listeners trust you, some of that trust is extended to me. And I'm in here not because I was like, hey, Ashley, can I come in and talk about my business? I was like, hey, Ashley, I'd love to share some visibility tips. I led with value. So that's why this conversation is happening right now. Finally, moving up to that top tier of the ladder of publicity, this is visual media. This is being seen. So it can come in a number of ways. Back, you know, when I was working for a PR agency 10 ish years ago, it was all traditional media like television. Um, now we could have um, leveraging other people's platforms on doing a Facebook Live in somebody else's group doing an Instagram live on their um, on their like profile, it could be doing a live training in someone else's mastermind, it could be speaking on a live or a virtual stage. So there's so many ways now that you can be seen by other people's audiences. And again, it's all about leading with value. Um, this I kind of leave to the top of the ladder, because this is where you're being seen. For me personally, I have only child syndrome, and I will hop on a stage in front of 3,000 people and be like, hey, everyone, put your phones down. I'm here now. Let's all pay attention to me. Um, I absolutely understand that that can be terrifying for someone. So maybe you're going to hang out on the written content and the audio media levels a little bit more. So I really mm-hmm. encourage people, regardless, you know, get at least one written platform, one audio platform, and one visual platform. And hey, when your client Googles you, you've already shown up in three places beside your own networks great great tips for one question. (laughs) uh,
1: Yeah. But no, it all makes sense. It's interesting because I've done some writing for CanFit Pro and it was like exactly as you're explaining it, like it's this great stepping stone that then if people go to look at my street cred, it's like, okay, there's Ashley Shaw. She's a marketing expert in the fitness industry. And it's the same thing, even for, um, I've done, uh, a couple of guest speaking engagements, at fitness conferences. So exact same thing. It's just that credibility that it's not just you tooting your own horn and saying, yeah, I'm so good. It's like, there's other people that believe that too. That's great. So I love that um, strategy. Yeah.
2: Can I even just add in one thing that I love that you said the word credibility? Because the difference between different types of media, when you're on your own social media, when you're on your own website, it's you saying, hey, look at me, I'm great. And we all know how to respond to an ad of someone saying, hey, look at me, I'm awesome. But it's so Mm -hmm. much different when, or so, so much more different when other places are saying, hey, look at her, she's great. That's a totally different way. So when you're on those other platforms and you're getting those nods from CanFit Pro and fitness conferences, that's not just Ashley saying, Ashley's great. It's other people speaking up for Ashley, saying how awesome she is.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so how do you so I love the tip about the right for write us. For did us. You say? Yes, yep. right for us in quotations that totally makes sense. What if you're trying to get to some of the other levels, like let's say you're ready for maybe some podcasting or some other events, like how would you go about that?
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. So one strategy that I would use, um, something that I teach in my free workshop is a strategy that I call success leaves clues. And I swear to God, I think you say that in your intro too. Um, <laughs> no. So what I mean by success leaves clues is I don't beat to be very, very clear. I do not mean copy echoing that one more time. I do not mean copy. What I do mean is draw inspiration from So when I think about success leaving clues, there's someone ahead of you, three to five steps ahead of you in the industry, who's doing and has a kind of career that you would love to emulate and create for yourself. Google what podcasts they're on. Where are they showing up? chances are that would probably be a good place for you to show up as well. You know that that podcast covers the kind of content that you do because this person's in the same industry as you. And again, what I want you to think about is how can I approach this differently? So let's say your mentor who's three to five steps ahead of you was on Social Selling Simplified, and they came on and they talked about how to write a, Write, how to write a PR pitch, let's say. Somebody else in my industry might do something on that. Maybe I could come in and say, hey, you know what? Once you get visibility, what do you do after? I'd love to pitch an episode on that. So there's a way to you know, come up with something that's uniquely your own, but we don't need to recreate the wheel. So I bet literally if you just look up someone a few steps ahead of you and their name, first name, last name, podcast... Google a little really spit out all the shows that they've been on. And now you can do your research and say, would this show be a good fit for me? Awesome. And you've got a list going from the jump.
1: Love that. When you are thinking about how to position yourself and actually stand out, I, I love that you said, you've got to have the this different angle. Like you've got to be able to separate yourself in a sea of sameness of other people out there, other coaches, which is obviously, exactly the ideal clients that you have. So what are some tips on how to really make yourself stand out as, you know, when you're thinking about pitching, because you have to have that, of course, that, you know, your bio and, and what you offer that's actually different, but you also want to be in line with what their audience might want. Yeah. Okay.
2: So another tool that I have all these tools up my sleeve that I'm working (laughs) out, Um, something I love to have people that I work with create is what I call their not so humble brag sheet. I think a lot of us are taught to, you know, not even taught to, but sometimes we just forget our own accomplishments. We're taught Mm -hmm. to be modest and not brag too hard. So I would love for everyone to grab a piece of paper and let's go ham and talk about how awesome we are. What are the results that you've created for yourself? What are the results that you've created for your clients? Literally fill up two or three pages, just listing everything that you've done, because not only is this going to help you figure out what helps you stand out in your industry, but it's also going to build your sense of confidence when you can look back and say, Holy F, I'm literally amazing. Look at all the things that I did. Like, even as we Mm -hmm. were talking in the intro, and I was sharing a little bit more about who I am um, and my background, I worked for a fitness company from 2009 to 2013. So, literally, almost 10 years ago. who remembers jobs from 10 years ago? But I remember that I helped them grow from 10 to, what was it? From 30 to 100 locations and from 400,000 mm-hmm. a year, 4 million. When I say that, that like, I've helped people 10X their growth. Like that's not Mm -hmm. a a small deal. I helped another client be able to sell out their program before they even opened the doors. They packed Mm -hmm. their wait list that hard. So when I can think of little nuggets like that to share, that does make me different when it comes to visibility. So think about the results you've created for yourself, the results that you've created for your clients. And that's not only going to help you figure out what your own unique selling proposition is, but it's going to build that internal sense of confidence.
1: And so Lisa, are there any other, um, obviously you've shared like, just a ton of golden nuggets, like so many great things. Are there other resources? I know you've mentioned a masterclass, like what are the other things if people are like, uh, they're totally on the Lisa training, they like want to know more about you? How do they, how do they find you? How did they learn more about you? Where can they find some of these resources you've mentioned?
2: Yeah. Okay. I think the first Thing that would make sense to share, I might break my own rule and have two call to actions. So I'm going to tell everybody <laughs> from the gym, like, train my clients when you are on a podcast or any other media source, only have one call to action. But there are two things that I think I m- that might help you. So pick your poison here, team. Um, the first thing that I think could be helpful for people is you ask me, where do I get started? We talked about written content. We talked about audio content. We talked about visual Mm -hmm. content, all the different like little subcategories in between. So if you're Mm -hmm. like, I hear all these different ways I can see, but I literally have no idea which one makes sense for me. I have a quiz that makes it really easy. It's called, how should I get visibility as an online coach? So you can find that quiz at lisasimonerichards.com slash quiz. Uh, One more time, how should I get visibility as an online coach? It's at lisasimonerichards.com slash quiz. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. And the other resource I would love to share is if you're like, okay, you know what? I would love to reach out to a podcast. It sounds like that's something that's really bringing in qualified clients for Lisa and her clients as well. Um, But you're like, how do I even reach out? What do I say? How do I make the ask? I'll give you my template. You can literally see how I rigged a podcast. You'll see a successful pitch that I've used and actually built a relationship off of and we talked yesterday. And I'll give you a fill in the blank template. So you can head over to www.theperfectpodcastpitch.com and you can download my template and you don't have to look at a little blank cursor on a screen trying to figure out what
1: to write. I'll just give it to you. Awesome. We'll link all that in the show notes as well. And Lisa, you just reminded me of another question that I have for you. And I, I need to ask it before we wrap this up. So you just reminded me that there is a perfect way to be on a podcast if you are asked to be a guest. So can you just run through that with us quickly? Because I think that that is a big question for a lot of people when they finally do get that accepted. Yes, like we'd love to have you as a guest. What are the key things that you need to keep in mind?
2: So, okay. When I'm coming into a podcast, I like to number one, when I go into anything, my first thought is intention. What do I want this audience to leave with? Um, I think when you go in with intention, you can't leave wrong. So my intention Mm -hmm. coming into this conversation today is I want people to know how to get visible. I've shared tips you can Google. I've shared resources that you can use. I feel complete. I Like regardless if someone comes into my world or not, Anyone listening mm. to this show can leave with something and be a little bit richer today for listening to this. So that's where mm. I always leave from. Um, so that's the value and the intention. Um, other ways to be a good ho- or a good guest, I would say, you know, have an idea of the takeaways for the audience. Um, even when I wrote to you, Ashley, I shared your readers are going to leave this or your readers, your listeners are going to leave this episode knowing how to one, two and three which you will see in my podcast pitch template at www.theperfectpodcastpitch.com. Shameless plug. Um, But yeah, have have those takeaways clearly laid out. That makes it easy for the host to know what what you're in for. It makes it easy for me to know what I want to cover during the content. And then at the end of the episode, after an episode, share it. This person's helping you get in front of another audience. Help them as well. Post it on your social
1: media. Send an email to your list. Make sure you do the post follow-up as well. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Lisa, so much for all those tips. I always know when somebody has like nailed an episode, when I look at the time and it's like, you did that in 25 minutes, like on the dot, perfect summary of everything we need to know. So I really, really appreciate just how on point and intentional you were today.
2: Thank you so much. And it's my absolute pleasure to be able to come and share these tips. Thanks for the talk today.
1: Yeah, absolutely thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social
0: Selling Simplified.